everybody. This is Hop Culture. We're the Hopkins sisters, Claire, Grace, Anne, and Tess, four sisters living in different time zones, recapping our lives, giving each other unsolicited advice, and hopefully giving you a laugh in the process. Who knows, if you stick around, we might even touch on something substantial along the way. Hey, everyone. Hey. Hi. Hey. So a little while ago, Tess mentioned that she was looking forward to a Netflix limited series coming out called This is a Robbery. Uh, Well, it's out now, and since we know you've been dying to hear our thoughts, we all watched it this week so we could give our full review. Yeah, we are um, dipping our toes in the world of recaps, and I don't know about you guys, but I I feel very um, unqualified to do this, but I'm excited Mm -hmm. to see how it goes. (laughs) But we're, we're, instead of doing, you know... Um, like The Bachelor or shows that people typically recap. We picked just a random little documentary on Netflix. <laughs> um, so if you haven't heard of it, This is a Robbery is about an art heist that happened in 1990 in Boston at the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum. Um, it, it's called the world's greatest art heist because around $200 million worth of art was stolen. And really like famous artwork by Vermeer, Degas, Manet, and Rembrandt. Um, So significant pieces that wouldn't just be, you know, uh, anonymously on the black market. People would recognize them. There's still a $10 million reward for anyone who can lead them to the paintings. Um, But we're guessing none of our listeners have been involved in any art robberies. But just FYI, the reward is still out there. Um, I feel personally responsible as the oldest child to give a disclaimer about the content. We, When we decided to recap this, we didn't realize that it was rated TVMA. And I've sent about four frantic texts to everybody being like, are you guys sure we should recap this? I don't want to be encouraging anybody to watch something. So... Little content advisory. Um, I felt like, I don't know, what do you guys think? It was like PG-13-ish. There was some language, especially in episode four. And then there's some like mob violence and drug, uh, references. drug references. Yeah. So I would mm-hmm. say it's like PG-13. Um, but we we just want to give a disclaimer so nobody... Yeah, every Watch time someone their kids said a something. swear word, Claire would send us a text. I was very yeah, concerned. Like, we I better do a different count. episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so what did you guys think about, let's just start with a with a sort of a, was it fun? What do you like about it? I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was like, I felt like they didn't have enough content for four episodes, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I weirdly felt like they could have gone more in depth on some things but then also there it was kind of like oh this is sort of just weaving through the same like once they introduced that the mob was probably related or involved it seemed like it sort of just was like well it might have been this guy but he was killed so maybe it was this guy but he was (laughs) killed and I was like okay like I almost wanted to hear more about the artwork specifically too thinking i was like i want to recap on like this famous rembrandt there was one of the rembrandts stolen was the only seascape Mm -hmm. that he ever did um i think it's called on the sea of galilee Mm -hmm. it was (laughs) it's got a cute little like cameo of rembrandt like looking at the 
at the viewer all like smug <laughs> um <laughs> but but I wish that they had gone more in depth on like the history of some of those paintings. I agree. I was yeah. made, I feel more like art. they just mentioned that it was two hundred dollars, two hundred million dollars. Yeah, I think I think the first episode was the most interesting to me because it mm-hmm. like talked a little bit about the art and mm-hmm. the actual heist, and it raised all these questions that were really intriguing. And I was like, oh, they're gonna you know, they're going to answer these as I keep watching. And then they didn't answer very yeah, many questions. Yeah, exactly. That was my main thing. I mean, I know I've listened. I mean, I've watched plenty of true crime or listened to true crime podcasts. And I know that like usually if it is a solved case, cut and dried, it's not really the subject of an interesting documentary because everyone already read about it in the paper, you know. So I know that like an open case is typically – what is covered in this sort of thing. But I guess I was sort of like, oh, there probably will be like more definitive information. And I agree. I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. it doesn't really tell us like anything other than the mob was probably involved. But um, I felt the same way. I was like, oh, I wanted like the first episode was probably my favorite episode because I, I was like so enchanted by that museum. It's just so pretty. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a really pretty so museum. Beautiful. And yeah, and that story, seascape like was so pretty. Fancy lady that started it. Mm-hmm. Wait, it's just such a Tess and Grace. You guys went to Boston, right? Mm-hmm. We did. We didn't oh, visit yeah. that museum though. I didn't know mm-hmm. that this museum existed until oh, really? I watched this. Well, yeah, I, I think it's very well. Maybe it's. I I feel like it's not like the most famous museum mm-hmm. probably because it's missing half of it <laughs> i was gonna say <laughs> it's really it's <laughs> kind of morbid but like is it fun to visit anymore because all the best artwork is gone what, and what was it that that guy said i can't remember in the first episode but he was like this museum is like the louvre oh yeah and then i think the he said is like the, the mfa like, is the louvre the orsay. Mm-hmm. and this the gardner museum is the orsay and then yeah. i loved how he's like i hate myself for saying that he's like i'm so pretentious <laughs> and then they cut to another scene where a lady was like and i think i would call this like very and she used some sort of pretty like normal conversation word and then she was like oh, maybe that's too like too out there or something like, i think it was that first the episode... word epiphon- epiphanic which oh, i did it? have yeah. to google and she's like perhaps that's too heady and i was like okay we're watching a documentary <laughs> the about whole, art yeah so. the, the first episode was like <laughs> a lot of art people that kept saying really pretentious things and then right after trying to say like <laughs> Like, I know that's pretentious. Like, I'm just kidding. You know, like, that's not who I am or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. It doesn't really take it away. That's true. The art still lady. came out pretentious. What was her name? I wrote it down. Anne Nolly. She sort of was like if Laura Bush had become, like, an art curator. She looked just like Laura Bush to me. <laughs> so true. Yeah, I felt so totally bad true. for her. Like, the footage of her. Me too. Like, after the thing. Yeah. I was like, oh, man. She looks so Because she was only sad. in for, like, six months or something, right? Like, yeah. What, Can you imagine? She came in in 89, and then in 90, it got robbed. You're like this lady in the 90s, and you've, you know, worked your way up to this high position finally. Mm-hmm. And you got shoulder pads. Took over from, like, a man <laughs> who'd been in charge for a long time, and then you get robbed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and everyone's yeah. asking you questions, and, like, inmates are calling you with, info and i just feel like that would be the absolute worst like, i'm surprised that she like kept going for mm-hmm. so long because i would have probably just given up yeah mm-hmm. i was impressed that they said she was the head of the museum until like 
what, like 2013 or something? Like, I don't know. They kept her on for a long time, which mm-hmm. I thought was, mm-hmm. well, I was like relieved. <laughs> yeah. I just, mm-hmm. okay, I will say, I know we just were like, oh, they talked too much about the mob, but I will say it was interesting that, um, like art heists and like the mob were connected a lot. It seems like mm-hmm. like there had been other mm-hmm. cases of that happening, and it was really interesting that she said she was frequently called and like like the museum was under threat a lot because she was like I had no idea it was going to be like this, yeah. but we were always getting threatened mm-hmm. and like dealing with like robberies and criminals was actually like a big part of like just like the security of the museum and I was like oh I guess I didn't yeah. realize that was that and I do issue. think I think that like a big part of the charm of this documentary I thought it was going to be like really fun because it's an art heist and they were going to talk about art and like this I thought that they the art criminals like the thieves would be like very I don't know wearing like, like a black beret like, yeah Ocean's Eleven <laughs> yeah. type like like a lot of planning exactly and I thought that that was what they were going to talk about but it's just like these like they play a lot of clips especially in the last episode which is why there's so much language of the these mob guys talking to each other and they just have it's just like exactly how you picture like the the mafia mm-hmm. <laughs> and like totally these Boston accents and everyone who comments also has a Boston accent and they're just it's just very fun for that reason, I feel like. So, yeah, Dave and I were plus. laughing. Dave watched the third episode with me. And we were cracking about Bobby Donati. <laughs> like, <laughs> Bobby Donati. Bobby Donati. And then in the next episode, there were two other guys named Bobby. And I was like, were, were they uh-huh. all named Bobby? Like, so Bobby. Bobby. So Bobby. Yeah. There was a lot of good Boston flavor. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. And like the St. Mm-hmm. Patrick's Day, like footage from the 90s was oh just yeah so fun. Like the that was guys interesting like cheering yeah. cheering the camera and but stuff. it happened like, that so that was interesting point was the heist happened during the saint patrick's day parade which was a good time to do mm-hmm. it because that's like a huge event in the city and the police would have been distracted and stuff yeah i did i did actually note that too i was like it made me want to visit boston because mm-hmm. it just i like, like the lady that um called the shade Tortoni, tortellini. Yes, (laughs) like I want to call him tortellini. I call him tortellini. What was her name? Like it's ugly. Doris Ricefelder. I I think she hated it. Yeah, she and did she like how she took a sip of water and she's like, I hate water. It's disgusting. (laughs) She was hilarious. She was my favorite character. Okay, another thing that I would have liked them to spend seven times more time on was Miles Connor. lifelong art thief oh man yeah he was so yeah, was weird so weird so, so weird. weird strange yeah i was like let's you could tell he was so yeah. about it yeah so proud of oh yeah he's unabashed heists and i've never heard of him yeah i've never yeah. heard of him either <laughs> mm-hmm. and i feel like we could read a whole book about him well for one thing i love the fact that he's just old and lives in like a double wide or something he was mm-hmm. out in the woods uh-huh. in Cargo shorts and what appeared to be like leather Merrill slip-ons that are the same shoes that I think dad has owned at one point in time. (laughs) I was like, he just looks like some just like, you know, old kind of country bumpkin type. (laughs) He's like this world-renowned art thief. And I loved that his, um, 
his uh, criminal defense lawyer was like, I first saw him in Times Square. He had, I think he had a bobcat on a leash or something. Do you guys remember that? <laughs> Wait, no, I missed that. Yeah, they're I like, he too. first had a bobcat on a leash. She's like, I approached him, told him I'd been following his career. And then I had the opportunity to defend him. And the way he phrased it was almost like it had been like an honor to like, yeah, like mm, I followed you, sir. And it's an honor to defend this criminal. Like, so that weird. was so That's, weird. I didn't even I know did that like all of the lawyers kind of had that attitude a little bit of like kind of mild respect for these like these mob bosses. Yeah, yeah. that have like pulled Which this off really funny. time and time again. But it definitely made me not want to join the mafia because their deaths were gruesome. I was like, mm-hmm. no, thank so you. Shootings. <laughs> I feel like that's pretty well known about the mafia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I did like that. I just didn't. I didn't know that any of this actually existed. Like, they would. There. Which one? Which Bobby was it? Bobby. <laughs> I don't remember. Winelli? Is that his name? <laughs> I can't remember a, anyone other than Donati. <laughs> there's Not a bobby all. that would invite garente garente thank you Anne. yeah um he would like invite italian like older italian men that had been in the mafia but now were like just retired and they would just he would cook them italian food yeah. and they would sit around drinking wine and talking about their crimes oh, what a weird <laughs> i just thought that life. was so funny it is so weird well it makes it made more sense because i don't know i guess i'm just like i don't know i just don't live in that world and like i'm just such a rule follower that i'm like i can't imagine how these people like get away with stuff like this for years and years you know mm-hmm. but it's said that mm-hmm. like that's very common and i don't think just in the mafia i think in just like crime circles in general that no one talks like the people around them don't want to talk either because they don't want to be mm-hmm. you know snitches yeah once stitches, it's like a crime say. circle involved then i'm like i'm like that's basically a black hole mm-hmm. like no one's gonna anything talk. that goes into there is just is just lost but i was flabbergasted by how bad their security was mm-hmm. considering yeah. they had that much art and that they were getting those kinds of threats like they knew that like this was going to happen basically mm-hmm. you know like it was mm-hmm. like it That's constant, a, good a constant fear of that happening they had like two security guards one who would bring his like what was it, is it a trombone or a his trombone. trumpet yeah. like Practice. he would bring that to work he was high all the time mm-hmm. and then they had like one vhs tape with security footage yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> that's the a good footage point was not even helpful and yeah it was it was pretty shocking and they said that you know the the museum director before oh i don't know anyone's names before the woman (laughs) um her name's that they had like made him aware of the security issues and he kind of was like oh yeah like it's okay they caught him and nothing happened but it's like obviously yeah obviously something could easily have happened mm-hmm. and then then they had to like fix the whole what was it the there was like a cloud in the in the room that had the you're gonna have to cut this whole thing grace because i don't know any of <laughs> i don't know where that part there was a they cloud had to spend money on what was it 
Did you guys not pay attention to this part? I don't know. I, I don't was, know that part. I was working while I was Are watching talking it. About the, so like, wait, where the sewer burst? Well, yeah. The sewer I burst like, and... Did you guys miss the cloud? I don't understand. What, what episode was it in? <laughs> it was the first episode. That's the one I watched. I was going to say, that was probably the one I was paying attention to the closest. She was like, there was like a cloud... And I watched it like yesterday. Inside, uh, like in front of this big painting. And so that's why they had to spend the money on. So it it was a cloud. It was like a painted cloud. Inside. No, a cloud formed inside the museum. A literal cloud? A literal a cloud. A literal cloud? <gasps> of water? Of water. Oh, like condensation? Oh, okay. yeah. I remember them talking about humidity problems. I don't mm-hmm. remember. That's what they had to spend all their money the on instead of being. Oh, there's no such thing as cloud inside. I was like, why is this the only time I've heard of a cloud inside? <laughs> because the humidity was the same inside as outside because it was so bad. Are you saying if I had a humidifier, I could make a cloud in my house? <laughs> I'm not a scientist. <laughs> I can't tell you <laughs> anything about this. Wow. But. Sorry we totally missed that part of the thing. But yeah. yeah. But yeah, like when that. a push comes to shove, I would say I would give this maybe like a 60%. Like I enjoyed it. I mm-hmm. I really loved the art. That seascape. Mainly I just was like, I just want to know where that seascape, that Rembrandt seascape is. Because that was beautiful. Yeah. And I'm really sad that it's still gone. Um, yeah. That was seriously, like, one of the prettiest pieces of art. Like, I was like, wow, that's really, really pretty. Yeah, it was cool. And the concert, too, the Vermeer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Vermeer. I know. And there's yeah. only, like, 13. There's, like, a very small number of Vermeers in the world, so that one was tragic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well. I was mostly just left, like, really sad that the art's still missing. I, I guess I wanted, to, I wanted there to be more about the art or something um yeah and I was just like well this didn't really tell us anything so it was it was enjoyable and it's only four episodes so it's like a quick watch and I liked it but I wouldn't be like oh this is the best true crime I've ever seen it was fun but it was misleading how it had like a blueprint of a building on Mm -hmm. the front made it look a lot more like it was going to be like and the explosives guy planned this you know like (laughs) it was literally just Mm -hmm. like they walked in the front door and they tied up the security guards and then they just spent an hour like cutting mm-hmm. paintings out of frames. <laughs> yeah. There was no like tech planning or anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it wasn't a, it was like the world's, they call it the world's biggest art heist, I think, but it definitely wasn't like the world's greatest art heist. Yeah. Wasn't that impressive. It was the but world's easiest art heist. But it was fun to learn about all those mobsters. I liked that mm-hmm. part. If I would say, if you want a good documentary about an art heist, um, there's one about f- a forgery scheme that's pretty good. Oh. It's called Made You Look. It's also on Netflix. Hmm. And I would recommend that one over this because hmm. I think it's a little more interesting. Cool. Well, I think that true crime is not for me. Just generally speaking. Unless it's just like, here's what happened and it's solved now. And here's how they solved it. Is it because you just want the closure? Like it's spooky to think that it's still open? I want the closure. I'm not even, it's not even that spooky of a It's just crime. A, like frustrating? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just want to know what happened. I, I want to know where the art is. Mm-hmm. I agree. I only like those kinds too. I don't like like unsolved mysteries and stuff. I mean, I always like get hooked and then I'm 
always really mad by the end because mm-hmm. I want to know what happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I'm not like a true crime aficionado. I know that's like a huge, you know, uh, it's a booming biz these days. Almost to the point where I feel like it's become like cliche a little bit. Like that was kind of what, yeah. I mean, that's what took podcasting, you know, to the, to mm-hmm. the mainstream was serial. Um, I did listen to the podcast cold. That one was a very, I thought that was very well done. It's sad. It's another one that is kind of unsolved, but I don't know. I think it's solved. That's all I'll say. Um, <laughs> I think we know what happened in that one. And then I really liked Making a Murderer. That was another big, you know, that was a couple years ago. That one came out on Netflix. But mm-hmm. um, but that one's sad because it's just like, how did the justice system just like, you know, completely fall apart with this guy and his nephew? But um, yeah, I I don't know. It has to be one that I've heard is like really, really good for me to be like, oh, I'm going to listen to this because I agree just listening to like unsolved cases is kind of like oh okay well that's sad mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess we'll move on with our day. <laughs> like, yeah it yeah. does kind of make me a little bit like my heart race a little bit thinking about getting a 10 million dollar reward so oh, I'm no. like am mm-hmm. I going to try to hunt this down mm-hmm. but oh, probably no not <laughs> yeah I mean if anyone could it's probably you you know that's true i'm known for solving crimes you're known for crimes and you know you just have an interior sleuthing sleuthing. yeah Yeah, exactly (laughs) for sure no it i mean it is kind of just like this reward's been out there for what 30 years now (laughs) and like it's just kind of like where the heck could that art possibly be but um Mm -hmm. i think somebody I don't know. Part of me is like, someone must know, but I'm like, I don't know. 30 years later, it seems like mm-hmm. most of the people that were involved in it are probably like dead or in prison. So if yeah. someone, if someone's like yeah. nephew had this artwork, wouldn't they turn it in? Part of me wonders if it's just been destroyed by now, you know? I know. Yeah. If it's just been destroyed, been destroyed, then that's so like anticlimactic. Really sad. Yeah. Definitely. I like, I feel like I liked how the series ended because it was on a very hopeful note. And that lady from the, I think from the Boston Globe, she was like, this, it always comes back whenever art is stolen. Someone's relative is always like, oh, so-and-so died. Mm -hmm. Look what they had in their attic. And I hope that that's the case. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I bet, I bet someone will die. And (laughs) maybe now that the show is out, someone will watch it and be like, oh my gosh. Now I am hey, this, turn these this in. picture of a guy in a boat on my grandpa's wall. Like, I guess that's famous. <laughs> You're right. Actually, that's probably a really good point. I bet the show will help it. I because they that said happens. that they didn't do a very good job of, like, getting the video footage out there, mm-hmm. like, of the security camera. And then they showed it in, like, 2015. And someone was like, oh, yeah, like, that's so-and-so from the museum. Like, they just... <laughs> They just, at the time, didn't have the best way of, like, Quickly sharing disseminating info. this info. Yeah. So maybe now it's got more exposure. More people will be on the lookout for it. Probably not. That's but true. Maybe. No, that happens. I think that does happen a lot with true crime. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, mm-hmm. it's like there will be tips or random things that people are like, oh, I was, you know, on this street that night or whatever. So... I don't know. I did feel bad for the FBI guy that lost, they lost that duct tape that was around the, the guard 
uh, what was his yeah. name? Rick something. Yeah. Um, wait, was it the FBI that was handling her or was it like the local police? I know whichever agency was, was handling it didn't want the other one involved, which was probably part of the problem. I think it was the FBI. I thought it was the FBI. Yeah. That's classic FBI. That's how it always dynamics, yeah. according uh-huh. to TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They're Randomly. like, no, we, we're handling Monk this. Monk and Psych and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then they lost the duct tape. And he was just like, that's, that's just one of my biggest regrets. And he just looked really oh. sad. And I was like, oof. Like, that's, <laughs> that's really sad when you lose like the one chance you had to get fingerprints. And they really made no it sound DNA. like. You, just anyone could get away with any crime mm-hmm. in the 90s. Yeah, that's true. Because they didn't <laughs> sign out anything. They didn't sign people into the crime scene. Yeah. Someone could have walked in and stolen another painting without them knowing. And <laughs> That's it true. It like really did kind of make disaster. it look like, I mean, the world's greatest art heist. <laughs> it's just like, we don't have any answers. He opened the door at one point and closed it again. And yeah, he was often using drugs. <laughs> like It really did. It was like, it's not that hard. It wasn't that hard back then, too. And they don't even have really any idea of like where the art is or who was involved. So that's probably what yeah. he could have taken away. And nowadays, you can't even, you know, order like Uber Eats with like a digital footprint the size of sasquatch mm-hmm. so <laughs> i have always wondered how like you know if you go in like a a little church or something in italy or you know somewhere in europe and they have like this masterpiece mm-hmm. and i am always kind of like what's the security situation here like would it be hard to steal this because it does not look intimidating mm-hmm. at some of these little <laughs> that's a really good or point. churches or whatever yeah, because if you go to like the Louvre and stuff, they obviously have good mm-hmm. security. But that's actually a really good point. Like over in Europe, amazing art is like around every corner. And a lot of it is just like in this local little, you know, church or something. Or Yeah, you could just plan like a two-month spree like across Europe. Mm-hmm. You really could. Yeah. Or you'll go to well, like a little bed, like a little, you know, village museum that has like a couple little things and it's like a little you know the the british historical society lady is kind of like overseeing it and it's just yeah. like who's really to stop someone from mm-hmm. stealing this so i love Scary. the um that one picture it was like a mural or something of jesus and the lady this oh, little yeah. lady tried to like um like paint over it and kind of like fix it up <laughs> restore it and it's like so now it's just picture. a blob <laughs> i forgot about that so oh that apparently so things like that that is happen. the security mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah that's very true <laughs> i forgot about that that's one oh. of my favorite things ever yeah it's that's a good point um so I guess we shouldn't be so hard on the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum because they had two security guards. They had two security guards yeah. and VHS tape. <laughs> um, okay, so while we're on the topic of Netflix, um, I've been watching too many sad shows lately. I watched The Trials of Gabriel Fernandez. Oh, mm. no, but it mm. sounds sad. Just no, I have never watch it. It's so sad. Oh, I've heard of it from you actually. That's I was like, why do I feel sad hearing that title? And I remember it's because you told <laughs> I, me about it. I, t- I just I watched like the beginning of the preview, and I was like, nope, 
Couldn't even finish. Tess watches sad and scary things probably at like a 300% higher rate than everybody else in the family mm-hmm. for some mm-hmm. reason. Yeah. Remember yeah. when tr- is tr- I had to find a blockbuster? It was like the last blockbuster in Utah so that you and Dave could watch. I think you watched like Silence, Silence of the, the Lambs. Lambs and you were like 14. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you let me watch that. Oh, I I wasn't in charge of you. I think we asked mom and dad. I think I probably, probably asked them and said, yes. like, will you be mad if... And I tried to talk you out of it, and you were like, no, it'll be okay. It'll be... Don't worry, Claire, and stuff. Yeah, that actually didn't really scare me that much. I think because we watched it on ClearPlay, mm, mm-hmm. and I think it cut out everything scary. That was actually really <laughs> scary. Yeah, like so people really say, like, like, it puts the lotion on the skin. I have no, I'm like, what is that? <laughs> even though I think, I'm like, I've seen the Silence of the Lambs. So you're like, I didn't even get most of the. <laughs> I don't know, like, any of the iconic quotes from it. They just got cut out. <laughs> I had to leave the yeah, room. Yeah, it completely. just, it mostly just showed, like, the manhunt for. Hannibal it didn't actually show anything but um yeah I do watch a lot of sad shows but I've been noticing it interferes with my sleep I wonder <laughs> I why no at night because I'm just thinking of crimes and <laughs> oh, sad yes. things that I've watched so I need some suggestions um so have you guys watched anything good lately on Netflix or other streaming services um, well, you know, I've been on a survivor kick, so I'm not going to talk about that any more than I already have. Um, survivor. But a couple of shows that I've liked, and again, I feel very self-conscious recommending TV because I don't know what people, like content levels people are comfortable with. So research <laughs> them for yourself. <laughs> um, but I watched The Unicorn, which is on Netflix. It's just the first season. I don't know if the second season is out yet. Or if it's just not on Netflix. But it's really cute. It's just a sitcom about a dad of two daughters. His wife has passed away. And she passed, like, she's already passed away before the show starts. So it's not too, I mean, it's, like, sad. But you don't have to go through, you know, like, the initial grieving process or anything with them. Um, And he has this, like, tight-knit group of friends. And they're all kind of trying to help him, like, re-enter the dating world, you know, as a dad and... It's actually, it was really cute. It was like, been, it's been a while since I've just watched like a cute sitcom like that, you know? Um, that does sound cute. Yeah, I would recommend it. There's just one season out. And then um, this one isn't, I think this one's on Hulu because it's not on Netflix yet. It's called Mr. Mayor. Um, it has Ted Danson <gasps> in Ted it. Ted Danson? Mm-hmm. And I think it's either written or produced by Tina Fey. And um, it's like, the current season, first season is coming out right now. So it's, I think there's only like four or five se- uh, episodes out. But Dave and I are enjoying it. I I actually think it's really funny. I don't know. I had a friend who watched it and she's like, I don't know. She's like, there's no plot. It's just like jokes the whole time. But I was like, that's my favorite kind of show. <laughs> I like yeah. the opposite of what Tess likes. I like pretty much like the lightest content you can find. Mm-hmm. So I can't I like sleep. Both ends of the spectrum. Even this show was spookier. Even the art heist was spookier than I was really planning mm-hmm. on. Do you, what was that yeah. song at the end of the second episode that was like, 
I see you creeping. Oh. And I was oh, like, yeah. what is oh, this? The terrible music. Intruder or something? Yeah. It, that one, I had to watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills after that as like a palate cleanser. Uh, yeah. I think you got to skip that part. <laughs> Did you and watch RHOBH, really Claire? Um, whoa. Do you watch it, Grace? Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> Since when? Well, I watched it some a lot of it last year. Wow. And it, yeah, it was incredible. It was incredible. I don't know if I'd go that far. I no, So I used incredible. to watch Real Housewives of New Jersey and Atlanta like way back in the day. Um mm-hmm. I I don't know why that franchise is just never really It's like I'm always sort of like tenuously aware of it, but I I've never really been like super engrossed in it. So no, I don't really follow it. It's just like sometimes if you need something like super dumb, it's like <laughs> always available <laughs> at the ready. Um, but yeah, Mr. Back to Mr. Mayor. Like I think it's pretty funny, and um, if you like Thirty Rock, it definitely has that like Tina Fey quirky humor kind of to it. Like some of the mm-hmm. jokes Dave and I are like, oh, this like you can totally tell Tina Fey is involved, um, which I I think is a compliment. <laughs> And um, Holly Hunter is in it, and she's so funny. Like, if you like the movie Raising Arizona from, I think, the 80s or 90s, mm. it's like a really old movie, <laughs> um, she is really funny in that, and she's really funny in this, too. So that is one that I have been um, enjoying. Uh, I haven't been watching any new shows, so I've been watching uh, Criminal Minds. I actually just finished the last oh. episode of Criminal Minds that's on Netflix, which I would consider a lighthearted show compared to no. true crime. That brought me down for months when I got into Criminal Minds. Oh, no. I had, I had oh. to really work to Tess, why do, you, <laughs> why do you keep watching things like this then? I don't understand, I don't Tess. <laughs> I can't explain it. Um, and then I just started watching Supernatural, but I don't really like it, so... Oh. I guess I wouldn't recommend. It's fine. Oh. <laughs> it's Is that just the one like, with Dean from... Are you going to keep going? Jared Padalecki? Yeah, it's the one with Dean from Gilmore Girls, which mm. is confusing because it's about two brothers named Dean and Sam, and he's Sam. Oh, no. Yeah. And his brother oh. is Dean. That's the and only thing I know about the show. And I'm he's like, like in Stanford, like a straight A student <laughs> in Stanford who's about to go to law school. And I'm like, Dean is dumb. That's not... <laughs> that's Dean's <laughs> defining feature. Yeah, but he's still like just as surly as he is in Gilmore Girls. Oh, so I guess yes. he brings that. No. <laughs> he brings that with him. Uh, but I'm still watching it, so I guess I'll report back next That's week. That's the sadness sometimes of this era is just like I'm like I know there's like, like 15 seasons or something, yeah, so I'm I'm, just I'm in it. Keep going. It's really ridiculous. We have so many shows at our fingertips all the time. And I'm still yeah. like, got nothing to watch. And it's like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. We have so much to watch. All yeah. Time. I don't really like to give things a chance. Like, uh, <laughs> I only really like to watch things that have been recommended. Mm-hmm. So by the time I could recommend them, it's just like everyone else is recommending them. Mm-hmm. Especially in this day and age. Like, I remember watching The Office and being like, the first of my friends to watch The Office mm-hmm. and like watching 30 Rock and no one else watched 30 Rock and those days are gone. I don't, I'm not like a tastemaker I'll anymore. never be the tastemaker. <laughs> no, it's so true. Even with recapping this show, like we had talked about um, 
we were like, oh, it'd be fun to try like a recap or to, you know, recap something that like is new. But we were like, we got to get it. We got to be on the cutting edge. Like we can't do something <laughs> that is already can't be like, hey, have you guys heard about what's something that everyone watched this last year? Tiger King or something? You know, it's like yeah. everyone now that speaking of questionable content that's when I think I would have drawn the line at but you know I I was like oh we got to pick something before everybody else watches it but I don't know there's just no way there's too many people uh that do this for a living that like would watch something immediately when it comes out um Matt and I have been watching The Good Place which I think I've seen most of The Good Place or maybe I got to like I got to a season that I didn't think was that great, and then I kind of stopped. So now I'm rewatching it with Matt, and it's obviously cute and funny. Dave and has been trying to get me to watch that for like years now. Mm-hmm. Claire, you need to watch it because Luke was trying to get me to, and I I had watched like the first few episodes, and I was like, it's just it just weird. that's how like, I felt. I was like, I've given stuff it a in the chance. sky, and there's so many colors, and I was just like, it's kind of like too quirky, but it gets it grows on you a lot. It's, it's really just funny. upbeat and cheerful. I yeah, think. I, I think I I'm being silly because so many people have told me it's good, and I should I need to trust Dave because he I mean he's done this before. Like he did it with Stranger Things. He was like, I know you're not doesn't seem like something you'd like but I really think you'd like it and it, I ended up loving it you know so yeah I just need to it's not like laugh out chance. loud funny I don't know some parts maybe are but like Matt will be like you're not laughing like you <laughs> think it's funny <laughs> I'm like no like I thought it was like amusing you know but mm, I laugh out are loud. you an loler Anne? huh <laughs> are you an loler with tv yeah what's a yeah, show that makes you lol well. yeah uh, I used to laugh out loud at 30 Rock. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I don't know anymore. I haven't Parks watched any TV in a long time that I really liked. Um, Parks and Rec. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I love Parks and Rec. At that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I laugh out loud at things. I feel like it makes it more entertaining mm-hmm. if you do. But... Um, <laughs> You're like I just, I just try. Like if you let yourself, you know what laugh. they say. If you, yeah, if you smile <laughs> at yourself in the experience. mirror. Yeah, if you smile at yourself in the mirror, you your serotonin rises. <laughs> that's that's why it's so fun to watch TV with Dad. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Anyone and who Luke. has ever done it, yeah, knows Luke, that Luke. And Luke, I know. I was gonna say Luke is like just as good because he has also a very like, like distinctive laugh like dad does mm-hmm. it's just like his like uproarious 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 laugh like when he thinks something's funny and it's just so sudden and you don't expect it and it just makes everything so much more yeah it's also great to watch like a dramatic show with because he yeah he gasps and he says like what and like turns yeah. to like look at people like Luke, is Luke the most watching TV, TV with Luke is so much fun in the world <laughs> no I'm jealous that I haven't gotten to watch with really yeah, many it's things an with experience because I haven't gotten experience. to hear his like it's a treat his gasps and stuff I feel like I would really love that yeah he's very expressive sometimes he's a big um talker but it's mostly it's usually justified so it doesn't it's not like he's talking through a movie it's like he's talking like angrily about <laughs> about the movie. the movie yeah he does that too yeah 
Do you guys get mm-hmm. mad when people talk? No, I'm a no. I, I do. If I'm it's a huge like TV talker during the movie. Like, I feel like not about the movie. When you're watching a movie or TV in a group, it's for social purposes. Mm-hmm. So I, I agree. Think That's it's true. Fine. If it's a group activity, then yeah. If it's like a one a one person that's been invited to watch a movie with <laughs> mm-hmm. me, I expect <laughs> if it's just like me and Matt, or like me and I remember watching things with like mom and dad, and I'm just constantly confused and like having to be like wait 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 and ask questions and then you have to pause mm-hmm. and. Yeah, I can I see how that stuff could be annoying because we always would have to pause like 20 minutes in mm-hmm. and dad would tell us like what happened. Yeah, yeah. mom would always be like, mm-hmm. okay, Mark, pause and explain what's going on to the girls. <laughs> He's very patient about <laughs> he it. He is. Though. No, I kind of <laughs> thought that was like normal. Then he when I was on my to, own, I was dad like, loves I to recap. We really, we should have had dad on this recap. We should have. Oh, this would have oh, been yeah. perfect to invite dad. <gasps> we totally should have. we could have an episode where we recap burn notice episodes. Yes, <laughs> for that. We need to have an episode where we just read the title of a Seinfeld episode, and just Dad will give us like a thirty-minute, very thorough recap. Of, we should quiz yeah. him on Seinfeld, though. That's actually that a would really be good idea. Yeah, just give Note us like that. a five-second, like a quote from the episode, <laughs> a five-second synopsis. Oh, he can't Dad do a five-second. To... <laughs> it's gonna be long. Um, when I had just had hazel and dad came down to help we just pretty much watched seinfeld the whole time and like every time a new episode would come on he'd start laughing and be like oh my gosh i love this one (laughs) and like he'd be like oh this one is like legendary and just he would know everything about it before Mm -hmm. we even got into the episode and he would laugh so hard at everything and then when he left i kind of petered out and didn't I don't think I finished it because it just isn't the same without it's really not the same without dad like I enjoy Seinfeld Mm -hmm. um but it's something about yeah dad laughing at it and then just the childhood memories of like him he would recap it like he'd be like let me tell you about this episode like I know all the episodes (laughs) just from him like telling me about them yeah Mm -hmm. well there you have it let us know on our Instagram if you watched This is a Robbery or if you have any Netflix recommendations of your own. Seriously, we're always looking for new shows. Let's end with our weekly wins. Um. Okay, so my win is I actually got these a while ago. Luke's mom got them for us at Costco. Here they are. Fannie Mae's s'mores snack mix <gasps> i've tried those Ooh. those are so Do good you like it? yes it's so good They're so good i've been eating them ravenously because we didn't open them because we got tons of chocolate around christmas time so i'm slowly working my way through all the chocolate that we had and these are so good i've eaten almost the whole bag yeah by myself they're delicious it's so good it's little marshmallows but they're like dense marshmallows and then little graham cracker bits um covered in chocolate and it's just delicious yeah and the chocolate's like a so. really good like high quality like creamy chocolate mm. it's not yeah it's good chocolate because sometimes when things are coated in chocolate it's like wax chocolate you know yeah mm-hmm. and this is like really good i almost bought that i did like a a final costco haul before the baby comes yesterday which I was telling a friend today, I was like, I'm acting like I'm never going to leave the house again. <laughs> I'm like, I could, <laughs> I could probably like go to Costco. I mean, I don't want to, but like, 
if I needed to, I could go to Costco a couple days after I have the baby. Like, you know, not with, I'd leave the baby at home, but like, it's not like I, I don't know. I think COVID just messed me up and I'm like, got to hunker down. You <laughs> never know. You're a hearty, hearty woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could, you could. Yeah. I'm impressed it. that you think you could. It would. Okay. Days. I should, I should give a disclaimer. I wouldn't be a good idea. Wouldn't recommend it. I'm sure the doctor would not recommend it, but if push came to shove, I could go to Costco. A Plus, like, I feel like baby. Dave's very willing to go to Costco and has yeah, gone I was gonna many times. Yeah, could go like, for you, too. That's true. He goes to Costco a lot. I'm kind of a little bit of a control freak, though. Like, I so appreciate when he offers to go, but I'm always kind of like, oh, I kind of want to go. I like to see what they have. And Dave mm-hmm. is so good about just, like, sticking to the list that mm-hmm. he never comes home with anything like any impulse buy. He wouldn't come home with Fannie Mae's s'more mix, I can tell you that much. So what if you go (laughs) together? Does he try to like keep you Um, on track? He knows he can't tie me down. (laughs) Ten years of marriage. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I always let myself try something new every time I go to the store. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You get one treat. You get one treat. It's one of the small pleasures Mm -hmm. in life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I came home yesterday with like all kinds of random things that I was like maybe I'll want to eat this in the middle of the night when I'm up with the baby like just stuff that I don't know if it's ever going to get eaten well we'll see if any of it's still there when you get home oh that's true you can well I also want that's true I also wanted Anne to have there's nothing worse than staying at someone else's house and there's no food that's just Mm -hmm. a fate worse than death Mm -hmm. especially when you're taking care of their rotten kids while they're at the hospital so I was like, I got to make sure Anne has snacks. Got to make sure Hazel has snacks. So I think we are well stocked. But I almost bought that s'mores stuff. And then I was like, no, you have other treats. So sorry, so Anne. Good. I didn't get it. Have you guys? So my weekly win is a sandwich. Um, have you ever been to Capriati's? No, no. it sounds it's familiar. A, it's a sandwich place. I think it's only around. I think it's like Vegas and Utah. I don't know if it's it's probably not out by you guys, um, but I had this sandwich. It's called a Bobby. Um, speaking of Bobby, how fitting! <laughs> this should just bobbies. be the Bobby episode. It's the, <laughs> it was the best sandwich I've ever. It was so so good. Whoa! Well, what um, did it have on it? It's like turkey, like not um, turkey lunch meat, but like you know Thanksgiving style turkey mm. and stuffing. <gasps> And cranberry sauce. Whoa. Um, Whoa. And then it's got mayo, and you could ask for, you know, no mayo, obviously, mm. but it was just like delicious. I love Why that you, you laughing, made the Claire? no. I just love that you said that you could ask for no mayo. Like, well, I just love like, like you know, that for me. I was instantly like pushing Anne out of liking the sandwich. That's yeah, I was trying to bring her back in. No, mayo you. features on it. <laughs> Gross. That sounds really 99% good. of the time that you ask for no mayo, they still put mayo That's on. That's actually so. a good point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not what I expected from a Bobby from Capriati's. I thought no. you were yeah. like, say it was like salami mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. totally. Yeah. No, it was just like a Thanksgiving dinner on a sandwich. It, it was really so good. Yeah. I looked it up. It's a Nevada-based fast casual restaurant. Music to my ears. Love a fast casual. <laughs> That's my favorite kind. <laughs> And I love a sandwich. I think if I could pick one food to eat for the rest of my life, it would be sandwiches. So Yeah, I hope they get a location in Provo because right now the closest one is in Lehigh. So mm. 
it's more of like it'll a, be in a work lunch, in but no time. Yeah, <laughs> I can't. I can't wait. <laughs> Give it time. Um, okay, my weekly win this week was Lazy Susan's. Mm. <laughs> I, nice, just in general. Um, did you get some at Costco? Some in general. Yeah, I did. Were you joking? They have cool ones. You saw them? I haven't, I haven't had the money to buy one, but I just go and look at them. Sometimes. Wait, they have cool ones. Do they have more than one? <laughs> you go I don't know. I think, I think they rotate out sometimes. <laughs> you just go, do you, do you just like spin the little display slowly? I do. <laughs> just see like. I really want a lazy what's season, the access but I have no on use for one. That's so funny. Well, yeah, I felt a little bit of splurgy, you know, being like, oh, I'm going to buy stuff to organize my cabinets. But um, uh, our like spice, well, no, our spice rack is okay now. The next shelf up, I'm working my way up in the world, is like vinegars, you know, bottles, things Mm -hmm, like that. mm -hmm. And they're all disorganized and our shelves are kind of tall, so I can't like see everything very well. And I saw these Lazy Susans at Costco, and I think it was like two for 15 or 13 or something. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to buy these. Um, That's a deal. deal. (laughs) Well, I thought it was a deal. And then I came home and looked them up on Amazon, and like the same brand is on Amazon, and I think they're like the same price on Amazon. So it was like (laughs) fine. Well, that's still a deal if you could get Amazon prices. It was. In store. Now I want Lazy Susans. I've ordered two more on Amazon. <laughs> I want them in every cupboard. <laughs> I want to open every cupboard and just have like things just like spinning slowly for me to like. <laughs> I want to have things on my fingertips at a moment's notice. So I did all of that. I have three Lazy Susans in that cabinet. <laughs> just three. Oh my gosh. Three. And then I also put like cleaning supplies on one. And then my friend mm. was telling me, guys, she has a double decker one. That she has her medication. A suburban on. mom's Ooh. dream. I know, and she's like, "Yeah, I have a double decker for my like all of our medicine." And I was like, "Oh, that sounds so great! A double decker. That's a great use of space because, you know, half the time the top half of your shelf isn't even really getting utilized. So mm-hmm. I don't know. My mm-hmm. mind is spinning with all the things I could put on a lazy Susan. <laughs> <laughs> spinning like a lazy Susan. Lazy Susan. Oh I think maybe I will <laughs> trade in my try something new at the store budget and just like start saving up for more susans <laughs> just kidding <laughs> oh my gosh um well my weekly win this week is that i'm kind of coming around to michigan Yay. it's growing on me um it's been nice and warm here and um we got takeout from this yummy mexican place on friday night and we had a little picnic on this hill that's like right outside our house um that overlooks a lake and it was very picturesque and it was like perfect picnic weather and I oh wait now I can't remember what I was gonna say hold on I completely lost my next sentence. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, that sounds lovely. It was really nice. I I didn't like the winter. It was a dark time. Yeah. Um, but I think the summer is going to be nice. Well, it's, it's hard, very green. It's here hard now. to move somewhere new in the middle of COVID and then head into winter. I mean, that's yeah. just really hard. Winter gets me down no matter what. Mm-hmm. And like Matt and I were talking about this the other day, and we're like, if for like half the year you are not happy, then maybe it, it's worth it to like live 
somewhere warm Mm -hmm. you know like maybe (laughs) because I'm always like well yeah we should just go like wherever we have the best job opportunities or like we should you know Mm -hmm. just be open to like living anywhere and I'm like well actually like I hate the cold and Mm -hmm. so does Matt like we're (laughs) we're like maybe we should just stick to warmer places because we'll be happier but um it's true it's true it's like the Mm -hmm. thought hasn't even really crossed my mind though because i've lived cold places my whole life so yeah it's like well this is part of life seasonal (laughs) depression (laughs) it just comes with the territory but i never had that in california so i'm like oh that you know that might be nice to try to stick to warmer places you know Mm -hmm. but i'm still open to the north as well but um yeah i I will say Michigan is winning me over a little bit and I'm hoping that we can get out and like see more um, cool stuff around here now that the pandemic is like sort of almost calming down. But um, we also have a ton of birds that live around us um, because there are a lot of trees and um, Matt has started like identifying (gasps) them by their... um, like bird they're call sounds <laughs> yes they're call <laughs> or is it a call he has an app is it a call if it's the birds or is it just a call if you as a human are like trying to call the bird i don't know I should that's a good that question. question i think it's their I think call it's both mm-hmm. yeah yeah okay um so yeah he pulls out his little app and will figure out what bird is tweeting and then <laughs> as we're like on a walk or something he'll be like oh that's a robin oh that's the common whatever and he knows them (laughs) and it cracks me up i'm like you have officially turned 85 years Mm -hmm. old yeah he's like oh just like grandma and grandpa (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah it's such a like old man thing i have kind of become partial to birds i've never i've always been a little spooked by birds but living in ohio has kind of really kind of made me given me a soft spot for birds when you live somewhere with a good variety of them and pretty ones, mm-hmm. it's like, wait, birds are actually really cool. Like, yeah. if you get into that. If you so don't my, have stupid, like, bald eagles. Yeah, bald like eagles outside your windows. <laughs> birds Alaska are prey. has bald eagles and crows, and there's no in between. <laughs> That's true. No there's no cute little That's songbirds. True. I mean, eagles are cool. Don't get me wrong. But, like, yeah, yeah the little songbirds, we have, like, cardinals and blue jays and, like, chickadees there's something about them that just like weasels your way their way into i love it all any time of day that we're walking they're just out there Mm -hmm. making pretty sounds well and you should watch the big year have you heard about the big year speaking of tv recommendations it's a it's a movie so i haven't watched it either maybe we can watch it together when you come to visit (gasps) um my sister-in-law jenny rebecca they live in cincinnati so also ohio and she's really into birding and she knows a lot about it. And um, she was like, oh, you need to watch The Big Year. It's like a really cute movie. And it's based on a book about like this huge, I think it's like a huge like birding convention maybe or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but she said it's like lighthearted and cute. And I think we should become birders. Mm. <laughs> That'll be our next endeavor. Maybe we'll start a podcast about birds next. Oh, you and Matt, maybe. Yeah, me and Matt. Yeah. I always tease Matt about being an old man, but we have a lot in common. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was trying to tease me about, like, my 
plants and stuff because I've gotten really into my plants. And he was like, this is an old lady thing to do. You know, he's like, you can't tell me I'm an old man because you're over there. No, plants Tending are trendy. Obsessing about your plants. It's not the same. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, this is, I was like, this is like a hip thing. Mm-hmm. People are, everyone's into their plants mm-hmm. these days. No, Matt and I have some very like grumpy old person similarities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like our rants yeah. that we go on and stuff. Oh, your rants. <laughs> Yeah. You two ranting. Clear. I just have to like walk away. Us and dad <laughs> together, the three oh, of us. Oh, gosh. bad combination. Yeah, bad combination of rants. rants for sure. <laughs> okay, I think that wraps it up for this week. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe to our show and visit our website, hopculturepod.com. We'll also be popping up on Instagram throughout the week. So follow hopculturepod for more fun. See you next week. 